Welcome back to another week of the Rev MD podcast. This week, we're going to talk about a question I've received quite often the last few weeks from new potential clients that we've chatted with and being able to kind of help put some talking points around what you need to do when you're opening a new practice. And while we'll talk a little bit about general items you want to do, we'll also focus a little bit on how this impacts your billing and credentialing and where in the process you should really start credentialing and start, you know, looking for billing teams and so forth. And so this week we're going to talk about the seven steps that really take you from start to go live when it comes to opening a new practice. And that could be a new practice out of residency. That could be, hey, I'm looking for a change and I'm starting my own thing. All of those things will apply. So if you're new to the podcast, my name is Heather and I am a physician. I am the co-owner with my husband for a full service medical billing and coding team. We help private practices and outpatient clinics really help stabilize, improve their billing process so that their revenue can grow. And if you guys have chatted with me before, one of my main things is all about process because I truly believe if you can get the process right, you can get the revenue you deserve. And that takes a lot of coordination, right? That takes really good communication between your billing team and your office staff and going back and forth and making sure things are getting checked off the list. So this week, again, we're going to talk about those seven things. If you are wanting to check us out, head over to our website at nationalrevenueconsulting.com. Or if you're ready to do a self-assessment of your own billing process, we do have an online free self-assessment that you can answer some simple questions, and we will shoot you back some thoughts around your own billing process. And again, that's on our website, front and center, kind of in the middle of the page, nationalrevenueconsulting.com. All right, let's talk about number one. Number one is really about a business plan. And I know people kind of cringe when you talk about a business plan because it's like, oh, I have to crunch numbers and I don't like numbers or have to get out a spreadsheet. But I'm going to tell you, you have to make decisions based on numbers. And it can be rough estimates, but you kind of have to have some sort of high-level overview of what you intend to do and how much it's going to cost you and what you think your revenue is going to be. So super duper high level, having a business plan is really one of the first steps when you're thinking about making this move. And that's going to be putting all of your expenses down. So things like your location, your malpractice, your staff, your software, all of those things listing out, okay, what are what is it going to cost me to open up this practice? What is it going to cost me to run this practice month over month? And then on a revenue perspective, what am I anticipating collecting from insurance companies? What, you know, if you are a practice that's going to take a lot of Medicare, it's really easy to get Medicare fee schedules, they're online. But having some sort of estimate to say, okay, in the first month, I think I'm going to have 10 patients, but in the second month, I'm going to have 20. And by the end of the year, I'm going to have 200 per month. You know, you could, that could be per week, depends on how big you are. But having some sort of rough estimate of where you're starting and where you hope to go, because that's also going to help you stretch and get there by doing the activities that you need to do in order to grow your patient volume. So again, business plan, super duper important. First thing you should 
be able to kind of start putting together. And it's not going to be perfect the first time around, putting some general thoughts in there, and then you'll kind of add to it as you kind of go through evaluating the seven steps that you need to do in order to kind of get that practice up and running. Now, number two is going to be all about the legal stuff, right? So your LLC, your T- your 10 number, your MPI number, getting all of those things put together. And that's going to be really important because I, I have a lot of folks call and they say, hey, I'm ready to start credentialing. I'm, I'm new. I'm going to go to this new, you know, I'm opening my new thing, but they don't have those things sorted out yet. And those are going to be critical, right, to start credentialing. So you want to kind of get your um, legal stuff out of the way, make sure that that stuff is organized, you've got that ready, because next is going to be credentialing. So number three is credentialing. And this does take time. So when you think about credentialing, that's going to be one of those early activities you want to get started because it can take 60, 90, 120 days, depending on the payer. And so you'll want, when you think about credentialing, you'll want to think through, okay, what are the top payers in my area? Who do I want to take? And if you're a practicing physician that, say, was in a different practice before, maybe nearby, you're able to kind of understand what payers you want to take and accept. And again, you don't have to do all, you know, 100 payers. You can start small, start with 10 or 20, start getting those applications in, and then build upon that. But it's going to be really important that you stay organized with whomever's doing your credentialing, because you're going to want to know how those are coming along, who's managing that. Do we have a response yet? Are you staying on top of following up when they have questions? Do you need to submit negotiation letters to try and get higher fee schedules? So credentialing and getting all of that kind of started earlier on is going to be really important. Number four is going to be software. And last week, I talked a little bit about EMRs and PM softwares and kind of things to think about when you're wrapping your head around how that's going to integrate with your overall big picture view within your clinic, how it's going to impact your billing workflow. And so number four is really kind of getting that squared away. And again, pick two or three that you want to demo, listen to the podcast from last week, and I go into all of that in detail. So again, number four is really all about the software. So the reason why I'm I'm kind of you know laying these all out is oftentimes we get called for new practices and they're like, hey, I'm ready to find a biller. And these are the important things to have in place ahead of time so that when you get ready to interview billers and you get ready to interview companies, you kind of have these things already cooking. Now, if you're looking for a credentialing team and a billing team, certainly once you kind of get past the business plan and the legal stuff, that's when you start searching for that credentialing team. And we do have a credentialing team. They're amazing. They're able to help manage all of your credentialing needs and even stay on top of all of those credentialing needs for say a 12 month period. So we kind of have a couple different options if you are looking for that. So again, now that you've uh, got your business plan, you've got the legal stuff, we've done some credentialing, you've now started doing some, some software demos, you're starting to get pricing. That's when you in tandem can start thinking about staffing. And this includes your billing staff. So the question is going to become, looking at that business plan, how are you going to need support? Are you going to get an MA? Are you going to get a front office person? Are you going to get an office manager? And then next is really understanding, okay, what am I going to do from a billing perspective? And we are able to help, you know, practices who are sort of kind of getting onto their feet 
and do we do an hourly rate typically for new practices that are trying to build up their practices slowly. And so understanding, okay, who's going to do my billing and can they help set up your software? Because the key with software is a lot of times when you get a new EMR PM software, you're then also having to connect it to the clearinghouses and do what's called EDI enrollments. And these are not terribly difficult, but they're very tedious and you have to know exactly how to set them up so that they're connected to your PM software, they're connected to the clearinghouse, and that you're setting them up correctly depending on you know, how you got credentialed. So a lot of that is going to be related to, did you uh, do your credentialing with your individual MPI or your group MPI? And there's some nuances around that. So again, super important to kind of start working with a team as you finish credentialing, you've picked out your software. Now you're starting to identify those team members who are going to help you with the EDI enrollments. You're going to help you connect your practice management software to the clearinghouses so that on go live day, you are ready to go. And I'll talk a little bit about these EDI enrollments because most of us, you know, we're not taught that in medical school or training. And so the EDI enrollments allow you to have your practice management software talk to the insurance companies in a back and forth manner. So what I mean by that is we are sending claims to them so that they can adjudicate them or deny them or whatever. They are sending information back to us in what's called an ERA. And ERAs are basically the explanation of what was paid, right? So that goes over what did you charge? What did they allow? What's the adjustment? What's the patient responsibility? If there's any denials, what are those denial codes? And so the more you have electronically pushing back to your practice management software, the more efficient your team's going to be, the more transparent your billing process is going to be, and the better you're going to have an ability to understand what's going on and look back at things in the past. So really important to get that right. Now, number six, not something I typically manage, of course, is really about the marketing and getting your patients. But if you haven't listened to Entree MD, that's E-N-T-R-E-M-D with Dr. Una, I highly, highly suggest heading over there. She is just a powerhouse when it comes to managing practices, starting practices, building your team, and actually even well beyond just practices, just businesses in general. So have to give her a shout out. She's incredible. They have a wonderful marketing approach on how to help support physician practices. So I'm actually going to have them on a podcast, hopefully here in a couple of weeks. Um, So look for that. So again, patients and marketing, what's your plan to get patients in the door? How are you marketing and making sure that people know about you, right? That's the biggest thing is so that you no longer become an unknown, you become a known brand. And again, Dr. Una has some great tips for that. So head on over there to listen. And then last but not least is your go live, right? So you can have an open house. It's, you know, you've you've done all of this work. You've created your business plan. You've got your legal stuff out of the way, including your malpractice. You've been credentialed. You've got your software. You've got your staff and your billing team. And now you can go out there and crush it. So hopefully this is a very high level view of steps one through seven in terms of getting you from an idea to go live date to where you can start seeing patients. And As always, if you guys are looking for a new credentialing or billing team, please reach out, head over to nationalrevenueconsulting.com. You can check out our testimonials. 
We've got, again, that online free assessment. If you do have a billing team that you're trying to assess, how are things going? That's a good way for you to start thinking about things. I hope everyone has a great weekend and we'll talk to you next week.